great and welcome again to Imagine Me Unlimited and this is probably one of my most exciting episodes because I'm here with some fantastic people, some great people. I'm going to introduce them in a minute. Uh, I just want to say before we get going that uh, she's a brilliant actress, a founder and artistic director of Fairlay Dramatics for which she's received the Outstanding Achievement in Theater Award. She's performed in the National Children's Tour, Miss Nelson is Missing, and also has performed in My Mother, My Sister, and Me. He's an actor, writer, producer, and director who has appeared in such films as Station 19, The Punisher, and Filling In. Take a look at these two great actors, Stephanie Windland, and Alex Pyrus as Polly and Pete on the new show, Peas in a Pod. Use this excuse, but I think we're better off as friends. You are living together. Yeah. We'll see. What? Why don't you go outside and get some air and come back in when you decide to act like a human being? You're Vcash, this kid. You told me you were a trickster. Vcash? You think I'm Indian? Uh, let me be clear. This is uh, just the way I talk. So, because I'm black, you assume I have no money or valuables worth stealing? Hmm. And you assume that because I'm white, I'm super privileged and have a lot of money. Whoa. We talked about the privilege thing? I have a knife. I thought you were Indian when I first met you. I didn't even know you were black until I saw your Shea Moisture products in the bathroom. Really? You got a serious leak here, okay? Now between parts and labor, you're looking at 2,500 clams. I mean, I knew I had ambiguous features, but wow. No, it's not ambiguous. You're just like Indian. I'll show you out of order. This whole restaurant's out of order. There's so many letters. The opposite of no. Chocolate vanilla swirl, right? You have some nerve, asshole. It says you're Cape Verdean on your Facebook, but you look Indian. I'm not Indian. I'm black, people. African American, you know, cornbread. Purple drink. That's just racist. People think I'm Italian all the time, and I don't want to get to me. Not the same. Shut up, Carlton. I'm talking to the girl. See you next time. Hey, All right. I love it. You guys are just so brilliant, and uh, I'm just so happy for you to be here. I want you to welcome. Stephanie Windland and Alex Pyrus. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Hey. Good to see you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the title, Peas in a Pod. I mean, we, we've heard this term used a lot, and I think it's so unique the way even the first episode sort of portrays the, 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 the fact that you guys initially started out as, um, you know, being pretentious and, you know, the whole the way society always so you're supposed to put your best foot forward, not be yourself, just, you know, but you guys quickly abandon that approach and just be real. And then you find out 
that you are so much more alike. You have so much more in common. So I kind of get, want to get into the show, but before I kind of want to get the background from you guys, like Stephanie, um, tell us a little bit about your life and about your journey getting up to this point. Okay. Well, um, so I was born and raised in New York. I was born in Brooklyn, um, raised there, and then in Queens. I I went to a performing arts high school in Midtown Manhattan. Okay. So I've been doing uh, I've been doing like I started as a singer when I was little, and um, then I went to musical theater school, like I said, in high school, and then uh, did the same for college. And from there, I've mostly been doing musical theater for my whole life. Okay. Um, and then I started taking an acting class after college, um, with Anthony Abeson and that class was amazing. Uh, and you know, so incredible. One of the things that the, the people in the class are so diverse in so many ways, but also talent. So you have people there that are film actors, you have people there that are musical theater or straight plays, um, you know, a bunch of writers in the class, producers. Right. And so Alex and I met because we were in the same class. Okay. We actually did a scene together from a play uh, called, Alex, what was it called again? Do you remember? Like some playground injuries, right? Thank you. Um, and, you know, Alex had been working on this uh, pilot, which I'm sure he'll talk to you about. He'd been had a few episodes with a couple of people. Right. Uh, and because we worked so well together on this scene and people, a lot of people commented on our chemistry, he came to me and he was like, hey, you interested in working on this show that I have in mind? And I was at a place in my life where I was like, I got to start creating my own work. Right. Because musical theater was wearing me down. <laughs> and I needed a break. And so uh, once he came to me with the proposition, I was like, yep, I'm in. Talked about it. He showed me the script. I think by that night we had a producer. And then from there, it's just been a wild ride. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, so, so Alex, so your character... I, I find your character very interesting. Um, it, it's almost like you, you're going through this identity crisis. <laughs> and um, people perceive you a certain way, the, different than the way you perceive yourself. And it all has to do with ethnicity. Um, how much of that is related to your own personal experience? Um, it's, it's a real thing, uh, you know. Um, pretty much every single one of these episodes is based on something that I dealt with, you know, uh, in real life or deal with like currently. Um, and the first episode, since it's centered around a date, uh, at least that's the, that's the start of it. Um, that's, that's a real thing for everybody. You know, we're all just trying to date and live and love and figure it all out. And so I just, this was my, the funniest way that I could think of to, to start like a, a weird date with two people that definitely don't belong together romantically. Uh, but that could be really good friends. Yeah, it, 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 it was very interesting how um, you guys really connected. As soon as you drop all the facade and just start to be real, like everything just came out and you saw so much that you had in, in common. And, you know, it, as, as I was watching that, I was remembering even some of my first dates or blind dates. See, that's, that's the most nerve wracking thing. You go on a blind date and you don't know 
what she really looks like or how you're going to like her. And it's, it's all these different things that go through your mind. And I like the fact that you also sort of talked about what you're thinking in your mind, you know, th things that people think in their minds that they don't say out loud. And like well, when Stephanie was on the train, well, well I say well, I would say Polly was on the train and she missed the train and you were asking her how was it getting there and she looked at all the miserable things she had to go to get there running late and all that and she says no it was fine you know so i think that was that, that was that was a great that was a great thing um so what what prompted you to start this uh to write about this your, your life i mean do you feel like you needed to have a voice or to express some of the things that you've been through in your life well, I feel like that's every artist's, you know, mission statement. You know, we take what's going on with us uh, or that we find interesting or whatever and turn it into something for the audience. But for the, there were many different iterations of this. I had been working on it since like 2015. Okay. And I finally came to the realization that I think we've never really seen a male-female dynamic that wasn't inherently like romantic you know every show has this setup where you know the two leads have to get together because how else can men and women coexist like without some sort of romantic thing so i wanted to kind of throw that idea out there and um show that there are plenty of friendships that exist uh between the sexes that has that that isn't easily explainable by somebody being gay or um one of them is out of the other's league or something like that like two a man and a two a hetero man and hetero woman could easily be best friends and there's nothing weird about that and then after that it you know it became like okay so that's that's the setup now how do we make this um even more interesting so that's why we get into you know multi-dimensionality and ethnic identity and confusion uh systematic racism within the community and from you know um from other communities so there's a lot of things kind of going on in the show yeah i you know the, when i first saw the the pilot i the first show that came to mind was seinfeld <laughs> it, you know because this the concept was taking that um real life things that we go through just the little things or things that we may think are little things but they can become a big big deal and and making that like presenting that to to, to the world as something that we can realize that someone else goes through that thing so it kind of represents our voice in a way but stephanie tell me how much of yourself of your personal experience you bring into that character of polly oh um well it's funny so a lot um i would say and you know people may disagree but i think she's a bit messier than i am <laughs> you know when i say a bit but the, the biggest difference I'd say is that Polly is not from New York. Um, you know, she, she purposely is a character who maybe hasn't had the, um, hasn't had like experience with as many different people before or a city living, you know, when Alex and I talked about the background of her character, like, or when I, I even like interviewed some friends who were from Wisconsin to see kind of like, what their life was there and, and okay. what they were around. Um, so a lot of, a few of the things written in that Polly says specifically, you know, when we're talking about um, being woke or white privilege or um, uh, when she thinks that it's the same 
that someone would think a Jewish woman is Italian, uh, you know? Right. Um, I feel like luckily I was able to learn those things pretty early on in my life because mm-hmm. I'm from the city. Um, but I still think those things are really important to talk about and be, you know, uh, that there are so many people that still don't know about these things that should. So I'd say like there is kind of where we differ. Um, oh, also poly parties. I do not. <laughs> I am not nearly as cool as she probably was in Wisconsin. But other than that, the quirks, the messiness, the stress, that's, uh, that's just me. That's all real. Like a very expressive kind of person. Like you, you don't hold back emotion. You just say what it is that, okay. Um, I will say everyone uh, says that. Stephanie as Polly is the uh, is like the Elaine from Seinfeld. Yes, I was thinking. I didn't want to say it. Oh, I, <laughs> I get it all the time. I get it all the time as Polly, but I get it in real life too. People are like, "Oh my gosh, you're like Elaine." <laughs> I prefer just Julia Louis Dreyfus, but you know, we know. So. I'm I'm telling you, um, it, it, it's it's uh, it's one of the first things I noticed. I said, she, you know, like the fight in the bar and, you know, that's something, it's, it's a sort of similar. Even the, the, the way the show begins, you know, it's kind of a throwback to, I, I don't know what elements are in, 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 in the intro that makes it like that, but the setting, the, the music and, and just the, the whole intro to the show reminds me of like back in the time of the Seinfeld era, you know, so it, it brings back a sense of nostalgia for me and i think it's just a classic thing it's like it's almost like going back to the classic era and and taking that and bringing it forward and making it something great and i think that that is uh, you know that's just a brilliant i love the way you guys blend together where you guys connect together and and stephanie what what do you really want people to take away from polly's experiences um there's there's two big growths for her. Uh, I want people to take away that like you can be messy and loud and yourself, um, but there's an important part of growing up when you have to realize how it affects people around you. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean not to be yourself, but like, you know, it, I think it's shown best in the episode where uh, she throws the party, but um, her journey is one of independence and um, really like learning about life around her. And specifically, I mean like very, very specifically with what the movement that you know we're going through now, which is like, you're gonna make mistakes, right? Like you're gonna say the wrong thing um, and you're gonna continue to learn, but like you have to continue to learn. And I think that that's even becoming, even though Alex and I both specifically discussed these things, these are purposely put into the script. Um, for me, it's sticking out even now as I rewatch the episodes that it is important to see like, uh, someone not understand white privilege, but then like having to learn what that is. And, um, yeah. And, and I, I, I also enjoy that Polly's journey is not one about finding a man, you know, just like for women, that's important for me. And that when you get her in the last episode, it's that she's really been looking for a job this whole time. Mm know what she likes and what what and I think like at me as a person I'm going through something very similar now which is just kind of figuring out what it is that I like that is unaffected by people around me and so 
I think that's um, so have you ever been on on this journey where you're trying to find yourself find your voice find out what you were what you're here for a purpose a sense of purpose do you feel that yes I mean don't we all right but <laughs> I, I I think right now specifically um, so funny story but right before this pandemic I moved out for the first time so though I've lived in New York my whole life I've lived at home because I've had that privilege of having right. like my family be in the hub of the theater world. Right. And so, you know, finally I was like, I got to just, I have to move out. I have to be able to do my own thing. So a lot of things changed in my life very rapidly. I got my own apartment. I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I moved out two weeks in to ha being alone, <sighs> right back to my family upstate because I was in Astoria, which was super uh, affected by the pandemic. So me and my two roommates have been upstate New York. So to, you know, that's just a funny addition, but yes, to answer your question, I think right now that's pretty big for me is, right. is like trying to kind of figure out, um, you know, my own thoughts and my own path and, and what I want and what it is that's going to push me to get there. Yeah. Thanks. And, and Alex, you, you seem to have this in, in your character also that you're also on this journey um, and you're realizing there's some things that you thought were was a case and was not. And, you know, one of the questions I want to ask you is, have you ever been identified or, or, or uh, referred to as African-American? <laughs> Much less frequently than I'd like. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, first off, let me just say you hit the nail on the head with your uh, interpretation of what the show is. We, from the start, it was about pulling from the sitcoms and the shows that we really enjoyed from, you know, the nineties, the early O's and stuff like that and blending it with a more modern, uh, agenda to, right. you know, right. humanize, uh, the disenfranchised. So that's definitely the intention. So I appreciate you, uh, getting that. <laughs> um, second, yeah, I'm, I'm always, you know, and, you know, and it is what it is. I, I hate to be triggering, in a time where, you know, we're also triggered. But the fact of the matter is mo a lot of my conversations in my lifetime, specifically with white people, almost always begins with like a, what are you? We're like, what, you know, what am I looking at right now? Kind of a thing. It's <laughs> so maybe not the first question, but it comes up pretty quickly. Right. And so, you know, and, and everyone's guess is Indian or Middle Eastern or some sort of other area, which, you know, like we say in the show, all these cultures and countries are, are beautiful and have wonderful things about them. I yeah. just don't belong to it. So uh, the ethnically ambiguous thing is, is a gift and a curse. And um, you'll only really get that if you are ethnically ambiguous or if you are just of color in general, because, you know, the privilege thing. But, um, but yes, for anybody who's listening, I am Cape Verdean American. And a quick little history and geography lesson is that Cape Verde is a chain of islands off the northwest coast of Africa, a couple hundred miles west of Senegal. It was colonized by the Portuguese. So that's what you're looking at. Wow. Well, that's great. Um, you know, I, I, I really also believe that sometimes people, you know, you think by now would be very socialized, um, especially in, in a country like America where there's so many different ethnic uh, diversity and things like that, that someone would not start off by asking you, 
you know, what are you or what, what, what do you do for a living? You know, because that's not the essence of who we are. And that's, that's kind of like my mantra with regards to Imagine Me Unlimited. You know, when I wrote this book, it was about um, digging deeper. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, my career doesn't really define me because my career can be something that I just chose because somebody suggested it, you know, but who am I internally at my core? And I, I think that, you know, like I said, in the first episode sort of like spoke that to me that, you know, when you drop those facades and the, those pretentious habits that we have, sort of like, you know, we embody from society, uh, you know, as to what value really is, that you really start to see someone for who they really, you start to see their heart. You don't really see their color or their ethnicity. You really see their heart, the essence of who they are. And I think, um, you know, some of the civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King were talking about the content of someone's character, you know, because that's that's what lives on. That's what becomes your legacy. That's what uh, is sustained after you're gone. So I, I just really feel very grateful that you guys are speaking to this point and um, I, I kind of want to, to sort of get from each of you in, in, in your own way, what kind of impact do you see the show having on, uh, on people in general and how far, you know, what's your goal in terms of, you know, the, the impact that it's going to have on people? Because you have a very powerful platform. You know, and and you can use that platform to make a huge difference. Yeah, um, I love how connected, you know, your your book and this podcast uh, are to what some of the biggest goals are for this show. Because I listened to your Believe episode. Um, oh, thank and you. <laughs> you want to talk about Barry White or having a good voice, brother? You sound good. <laughs> so calming. It was like, man, this guy should do a late night version too. <laughs> I'm planning on it. Hey, sign me up for that one too. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, there are a lot of things that we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to show that relationships between men and women can be different than they're typically portrayed. Um, And hopefully that will allow men to respect women much more than they already do. Uh, Even for those of us who are allies, we have, you know, plenty of work to do. Uh, with checking other men and also the microaggressions and the, and the things that, you know, we say as well, because there's an inherent privilege of just being a man as well. Even though the two of us at least are men of color, we still have privilege right. uh, compared to a woman. So there's that. Uh, and there's a long list, but really it's just about humanizing people of color and any marginalized group whatsoever. You know, nobody calls friends a white show or, you know, any mm. other any other shows where it's all a white cast, but anything by Tyler Perry or Oprah or, or anybody else, that's a black show, right? Right. Or a black sitcom or something. So, or, or Mindy Kaling is the Indian show. Right. And it's like, it's not about that, you know? So I'm trying to be on the side of history where like, we're always going to have the slave movies and the things that show the the plight and the struggle of like, you know, people of color, but I want it to eventually become a thing where the, the cast and the crew are just like United Nations and everybody right. is just dealing with human issues where it doesn't matter what the audience member uh, is or, or looks like, they'll be able to identify because there's a character on there that's going through something that they maybe similarly went through, even though we don't look 
the same. And we've already gotten that with the web series, which is great. You yeah. know, I've had white people and people who are belong to groups that I'm not even close to saying, I, you know, I really felt seen or I identify with that, or that's so funny because this happened to me yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So this is a show for the disenfranchised. This is a show for the, uh, for anybody who's been marginalized and oppressed. Um, and I think there is an appeal to anybody really, because there's comedy, there's drama, um, there are true life goals and, and, and a journey that the two of them are going on. We had this much time to do uh, a bunch of stuff in, you know, episodes that range from like four minutes to like 12. Right. Uh, but I believe the seven episodes that we have show a lot of what uh, we're capable of as a show. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and Steph, what what about you? Like, what what do you see your impact or what role you're playing that makes it making an impact, uh, hopefully globally? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, Alex, Alex put it pretty uh, wonderfully. So I'll just kind of add to that. Um, that with everything he said, there's also for me, um, you know, showing that like women can be kind of gross and say dumb things, and you know, not just be like worry about what they wear or uh, how they look, you know, or especially even for actresses, like to kind of look messy on camera the way that we would. But uh, on the other end of that, like understanding our privilege as well of like, sure, I'm a woman, but I'm a white woman. And uh, beyond that, even beyond being white, uh, there's a ton of privilege I have. I mean, talk about the house we were filming in, you know, was mine. Um, and so to show all of those things, everything Alex said and all of these different you know, different types of people and the silliness and the messiness and like these, the real topics that should be talked about those, you know, I want people to learn from that, but also know that through it all, it's okay to laugh. Right. Because all of, you know, all of this, especially right now can feel so overwhelming. And while it should, it is overwhelming. It's big, it's important. And it's something that we need to focus on we can't lose the part of ourselves that can laugh through it and find joy still in life while we work to fix these things. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I think just like, I would love our show to be able to be like, look, here's, here's a, you know, a, a black man and a Jewish woman just living their lives, like working through all the stuff we have to work through. Right. The human issues. <laughs> issues and like enjoying each other's company along the way and also that their friendship isn't perfect right and that it's not it's not the disney channel friendship you see it's two people that like really are different and even past the show are gonna have a lot to work on but you know my hope is that they they do right well you know i tell them one, one of my greatest challenges was uh has been understanding how women communicate you know and um, I think uh, there was a there's a there's a guy. He was a pastor. He was doing this this um, seminar, and he was talking about um, how women communicate, and men communicate. And from that, from watching that, I really understood. And I and I, I wish you guys had addressed that issue because <laughs> I think that um, what he said was like men have boxes, and we have these little boxes, and when we we were discussing something, we only go to those boxes and we discuss that thing. Whereas women, everything is connected to everything, and I think it really, it really like gave me a good insight into how to understand better the, the communication because usually, you know, um, usually 
mothers don't necessarily tell their sons, you know, oh, this is how we communicate to, to teach them that, but it's something that you kind of struggle through and learn your own. I, and I see the kind of conflict coming through with the, the interaction between you guys on the show. Um, so I, I wanted to know, Stephanie, like what's next for you? What's, what's on the horizon? What's, what are your goals? Well, um, I've, been, I've been doing some of my own writing. Okay. A bunch of different things. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And, you know, the, it's been, for me, this time has been almost like a much needed break to connect with myself, as cheesy as that kind of yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've been studying some directors. I've been, like I said, writing, um, filming some things on my own just to kind of start to understand, you know, how to do that. Um, and so, of course, still acting, you know, that's, that will always be uh, there for me, but also um, directing is something I'm realizing I'm super interested in and awesome. the continuing of producing and all that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Right now there's, it's less of like, I, you know, there's less of here's something for me to plug and more like I'm uh, getting to a place of confidence in my own work. Absolutely. It's always about growth, continual growth. Um, so, Alex, uh, what, what's on the horizon for you? What are you working on and what's what's coming up? Work-wise, I am uh, still knee-deep in figuring out, you know, the future of the show. Um, right now, we're um, doing the festival thing. So, we've been accepted to four so far, but we submitted to a ton and uh, still just waiting to hear back on judges' decisions and stuff. So um, that's nice. As a matter of fact, we most recently became a semifinalist in the Web Series Festival Global, um, which is out in L.A. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um, it's crazy, too, because you know, I'm getting a lot of emails of... I think we're kind of losing Alex there for a minute. Uh, or if they'll do them online. Okay. Okay. Um, we kind of lost you there for a minute, but uh, we got you back. Um, oh, okay. Um, I was saying that we got accepted as a semifinalist to Web Series Festival Global. Okay, great. Yep. And so um, that's out in LA. Uh, so excited about that. And, you know, other festivals, we're trying to figure it out. Um, some of them are going to be in person, uh, perhaps, and, and some of them will be online. I don't know if we're going to have a physical presence in any of them because of the global pandemic right. and right. plus all the protests and riots and, you know, and I've been doing my part when it comes to the, the movement as well. So that takes up a lot of time and, and brain space. Um, but also to piggyback on uh, what Stephanie was saying, I feel like this is a time. For... So I feel like I'm, I'm doing a lot of, okay, do we're like, where do I want to plan travels to like once it's safe and okay to right. travel and right. what are while we're waiting for the industry to open back up and while we plan to do all the things that we want to do artistically as well and stuff so it's a little bit of both okay well thank you guys so much uh, you know you guys are just awesome and I wish you all the best congratulations on the success of the show um, and just tell us where we can find uh, find more information, where we can watch maybe reruns or clips of the show and tune in to follow you guys, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, and so on. Just kind of give us those information. 
you can find the web series Peas in a Pod, and that's P apostrophe S for you listeners, uh, on YouTube and Vimeo. Uh, the full seven episode season is, uh, season is there, as well as all of our behind the scenes videos and uh, and blooper reels and teaser you know uh, reels and the whole thing. So you can find those uh, on YouTube and Vimeo, and we have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all Peas in a Pod series. Um, so you can find us there and me personally, you can find at alexjpires.com. Awesome. And Steph? Um, yeah, I'll just add my personal info. So it's stephaniewindland.com. Um, the windland is W I N D L A N D and on Instagram as swindland. So same last name with an S in front of it. Okay. Well, thank you so much guys. I appreciate you for being here and hope uh, we'll get to see so much more of you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.